0: The covenant of prosperity. That's what we have been looking at, I believe, for the last two months. The reason we are looking at the covenant of prosperity is because of the word of the Lord that came to us, and which I which I have been able to deliver to you. How the Lord said, "It's a seizing of financial expansion." Now you have to go back and listen to all that I've been sharing with the church since we started, it's very important that you are able to follow us on this journey. Now, you may not fully understand the things I'll be sharing today, I pray you do, but I believe for you to fully understand the entirety of what I've been sharing, you need to go back to our website and listen to the things that I've shared for the last two months. You understand what I'm saying? Very important. So if you just come into this place today and you come up with this whole thing about, oh, this church is just about prosperity, and prosperity has become a taboo word in the church, in the body of Christ, unfortunately, uh, which I have been able to deal with. And I can tell you that prosperity, it's not a taboo word. And I've been able to clarify a lot of things on the subject of prosperity, and I've made it very clear that prosperity, listen to me to this, Prosperity is not man's idea. It was never man's idea. It was God's idea in the first place. Now, but the reason why a lot of people do not want to hear this message on prosperity is because they have imbibed the definition of those that have corrupted the word. The message of prosperity is, Is corrupt in so many places but it is not about the Word of God it's very clear on the subject but how many of you understand that God's Word can be clear on a particular subject but men can corrupt it we have to understand what God says about a particular subject and not necessarily go by popular opinion Are you listening to me? So this has been corrupted by many, and a lot of people have been hurt by this. That is the reason why I felt the need to take the time, and, and I've taken about two months on this topic, to really bring the message on this subject so that you will understand what God thinks about prosperity. Not what your former pastor thinks. Not what the popular TV uh, evangelist says, but what God says about it. We've been able to look at God's definition, God's definition based on the Word of God. The Bible is our blueprint, the Bible is our yardstick, not men, not institutions, not the big name preacher. The Bible. There is nobody bigger than the Bible. So we've got to stay with what God says about prosperity in his word. We've been able to establish, now I'm saying all of this, I believe for the interest of those of you that are just joining us, because you will not understand this if I do not explain some of these basics. We've been able to define prosperity. It is not having a lot of money. Should I say that again? Prosperity, it's not just about having a lot of money. We've looked at 3 John and verse number 2. It says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So it is possible to Prosper financially and have a lot of money, but your health suffers. So if you have a lot of money, but your health suffers, you are not in complete prosperity. Because God does not just want you to prosper financially. God wants you to also prosper in your health. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper and be in health. There is need for you to understand that prosperity is not just about money. Prosperity covers every area of life. What is the essence of prosperity when your kids are hooked on drugs? What is prosperity when you've been given two months to leave? What is prosperity when your marriage and your relationships are falling apart? So prosperity, according to God's word, and we're looking at God's word in its entirety, it's God gracing you to succeed and excel in every area of life. Therefore, you should never define prosperity with money only. Money is a tool. Money is what? Two. Money is a tool. But I can tell you that there are stuff that you need that's far greater than money. Come on now, say amen. amen. See, last week we talked about one of the keys to prosperity which is wisdom. The week before, we talked about hard work. Correct? Yes. Now, how I many of you know that wisdom is more important than money? Now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away from money. I'm not saying you shouldn't have money. But wisdom is more important than money. In actual fact, you, you may have money but no wisdom. Favor is more important than money. Amen. Come on, I'll say amen. amen. So I don't, want to, I don't want to go into all the details. I've taken the time to share this briefly. And I'm sorry, take time to share this uh, slowly. And I've talked about this for the last two months. And so I want you to please go to our website, riveristanbul.com, and listen to all the things that I've talked about with regards to this. Can someone shout amen? But today, I would like to look at, uh, let's look at this today. We are still on, I'll consider this a subtopic. Subtopic. Let me see here. For the last two weeks, we've been looking at in- inevitable keys to prosperity. Two weeks ago, we looked at hard work. It was hard work. Now, when I talked about hard work, I want to just remind you, for those of you who are not with us, I wasn't talking about lifting heavy weight. I wasn't talking about sweating to death. When I talk about hard work, listen carefully. It is hard work in your area of gifting. Everyone here has been gifted by God. Hard work. I don't want to be average. I want to be an excellent preacher. Now, if I want to be an excellent preacher, it requires hard work. What must I do to be on top of my game? I must find out what I must do to be on top of my game. And when I find out what I must do, I must give my time and my sweat to it that's hard work now that's hard work in the right place because it is possible to work hard in the wrong place now hard work in the wrong place is a waste of time because it does not produce what you want you're working hard but you're working hard in the wrong place hard work must be in the right place are you a musician Do you want to be an average musician, or you want to be the best of the best? It requires hard work. Are you a student? Do you want to be the best in school? It requires study, hard work. Study is hard work. You can't sleep all night long and play all day long and be the best in school. It does not happen. Is that correct? I heard the story of this, uh, this worship leader. He's come here and ministered here a couple of times. And he, he was telling the story, and it really blessed me, how he said, I, I, when I sleep at night, I always have my guitar beside my bed. <coughs> 2 a.m., yeah? You just mentioned this name. That's Zach Smith. 2, 3 a.m., he wakes up with an inspiration and gets up and begins to play. <laughs> Hard work. But why some are sleeping and dreaming of many stuff, he wakes up 2 a.m., 3 a.m. and begins to play his guitar. You cannot be on top if you're not willing to pay the price. Listen now, listen carefully. There is something that you must do to be on top. That's hard work. Are you listening to me? You've got to be willing to work hard if you want to have prosperity. Prosperity, it's not for those that are lazy. Prosperity is for those that work hard. Come on, say amen. Amen. Now, hard work in your area. Everyone say "In in my area. Do you know that we are all gifted by God? But do you know that I am not like you? You are not like me. Don't try to be me. I don't want to be you. That's a fact. Unfortunately, so many are copycats. You want to be the the next guy. You want no, don't try to be the next guy. You need to be you because when you are you, that's when you are the best. When you are someone else, you are a copy. You cannot be better than that person because you are not that person. In actual fact, you are not designed like them. You are designed to be you. In other words, be the best. Thank you so much. Be the best you. What's your name? Put your name in it in this. P- be the best. Yeah. Be the best whatever. I mean, whatever your name is, be the best purity. Be the best. What's the name again? Robert. Be the best. Susan be the best Queen my god <laughs> be the best Queen that's interesting be the best Queen be the best Susan be the best uh, given be listen given you a football player where's given given the cameraman you play football be the best football player come on that's out listen you want to be on top you've got to do the work that's necessary If you don't do what's necessary, you you will be average or below average. Uh, You don't want to be average or below average. You want to be the best. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, be the best. best. But you've got to do what it takes to be the best. Hard work requires you putting effort, you putting sweat, you putting, you you wake up. Wake up. Everyone say, "Wake wake up. Uh huh. Stop sleeping too much. Wake up. Come on now, say praise God. Praise God. Uh-huh. Wake up. Some people sleep too much. You've got, you've got to wake up. I remember going out for outreach. This was many years ago, about 9, 10 years ago. And I went to TBS, Talabashay, if you don't know the abbreviation. I went to Talabashay, TBS, and I met with this guy. And as we got talking, one thing led to another. And I discovered he just woke up at around 2 p.m. And then I asked him the question, why did you just wake up? He said, because there are no jobs in town. I said, no, that's not true. That's not true. And that's the lie that the enemy has told so many, and they have believed the lie of the devil that there is no job. There are jobs. I said, there are jobs. <laughs> Listen now, there are jobs. This city cannot be as beautiful as it is, and there are no jobs. This does not look to me as Sahara Desert. There are jobs. And, but you know what I, I, I recommended to the guy? I said, even if there are no jobs, why don't you wake up and employ yourself? Yes, Do you know you can employ yourself? Yes, sir. You know you can get busy with yourself? Yes, hmm? You've got to do something. You you can't keep making the excuse that there are no jobs and sleep till 3 p.m. Because if you keep living like that, there is is something that will get on you. It's the spirit of slothfulness, laziness. That spirit will get upon you. And even when your opportunity shows up, you won't even see it. Wake up. I know I'm not preaching. I'm just telling the truth here. Wake up. Tell someone, wake up. up. So we also talked about wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. You need wisdom... To apply knowledge some of you know what you should do but you don't know how to do it the reason you don't know how to do what you know is because you lack wisdom wisdom helps you apply knowledge knowledge is to know and there are many people that know but it's not applicable it's not working It's not about getting two master's degrees and and two PhDs, but you can't put food on the table. I mean, you talk to some people, they seem to know everything, but it's not working for them. They are the first to give you their opinion. They are the first to advise you, but the advice is not working for them. When you even look at that with regards to the Lord spoke to me. I saw a dream about you. They're always dreaming about people but never dream about themselves. (laughs) That's a fact. They always see stuff about other people. They always see things about other people, but they never see anything about themselves. Why should you always see things about people and you are the one that runs around correcting everybody, but your own life does not really look like? What is it shield? It's time to dream about yourself. Come on now, say praise God. Praise Hallelujah. God. So, some people seem to know everything, but it's not working for them. So, we need wisdom. Everyone say we need wisdom. We need wisdom. Very important. Now, let, let's get to what I want to talk about today. No, today, I'd like to talk about, uh, let's start from here. Doing the right vocation is very important when it comes to prospering. That said the right vocation. Yes. The right vocation. You see, synonyms for vocation is mission, calling, niche, life's work, specialty. So, doing the right vocation is important if you really want to prosper you must find the right for you just like what i said earlier we are not the same correct we're not the same i'm different from you you are different from me your life's work your specialty your mission your calling in life here is a question Is there a special purpose for my life that I am created for? For which I will give account to God? The answer is yes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 10, the Bible says, in the Amplified Classic, listen carefully to how it says it, how it puts it, for we must all appear and be revealed. As we are before the judgment seat of Christ. So that each one may receive his pay. His what? His pay. According to what he has done in the body. Whether good or evil. Considering what his purpose and motive have been. And what he has achieved. What he has what? What he has achieved. Been busy with and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, each of us. Now listen, when Paul wrote this, he wasn't writing to unbelievers, he was writing to believers. We, the church, you will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and you shall give account of everything you've done while you are here on earth. Come on now. So it is important to understand that you have been designed for a purpose. You've been designed for a purpose. Now think about a designer. Think about a manufacturer. There is no designer, there is no manufacturer that designs or manufactures a product without a purpose in mind. Correct? This was designed for a reason. This was designed for a reason. This was done for a reason. There is a reason in mind. Is that correct? Now, if man manufactures or designs with a purpose in mind, how much more God? Do you not know that God has designed you and God has built you the way you are for a purpose? And the purpose that God has for this man is not what he has for this man. Now, for you to truly prosper, you have to find that purpose. And you've got to give yourself to it. Not everyone sings. Not everyone should. Correct? From the pulpit. Everyone should sing at home. Especially in the shower. But not everyone should sing with a microphone. When I was growing up as a a believer especially the women in the church, they would come up to the pastor and they told the pastor they had a special number. Oh they, came up with their, <laughs> they came up with their special number. But before they would sing, they would say to us, listen to the lyrics, not to my voice. I did not understand what they were saying. Now I know that woman shouldn't be singing because she did not have the voice to sing but she wanted to sing. I remember in the early days of this church, if this particular brother would always come up with Pastor Corey, and he would say to Pastor Corey, I have a special number. Pastor Corey would give him the microphone, and he came up, and he sang, by the rivers of Babylon. Now, you don't know what that means. Some of you will get it before the year is out. Well, by the rivers of Babylon is not a song we should be singing today. The Israelites were in Babylon for 70 years of captivity and that's when they sang that song by the rivers of Babylon where we where we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion It's not a New Testament song because we are not in captivity and we are not in Babylon Now you got it but every time he got the microphone, that's the song he sang By the rivers of Babylon. And you know, sometimes people think they're doing the right thing, but they're doing it wrong. You can see that this guy is not singing the right song, but that's what he had. And that was the only thing he knew to sing. But, but you see, we just have to understand that we are all designed differently and we should not all try to do the same thing find out what the designer has designed you for and fit into that and give your time and sweat and blood to that and I guarantee you you will prosper Amen. are you called into business be a business person hmm i mean are you called to teach teach are you called to play music play music do music But be the best. Are you called to sing? Sing. Some singers can play. All they do is sing, but sing, sing well. Amen. Amen. Don't be singing off key. Are you called to play? Play the piano, play it well. Praise God for our guys here. Play it. (laughs) Are you called to play the acoustic? Play the acoustic. I mean, if you're called to music, I mean, just do everything w- with the music uh, department. Come on now, say amen. amen. Learn the acoustic, learn the, the, the electric guitar, l- learn the bass guitar. Play some drums. You can just become a one-man band. Amen. amen. So, whatever you're called to do, be the best at it. Can someone shout, praise God. Because, see, the day you appear before Christ, you give account to Him for what you've done with what He gave you. Mm-hmm. Say to me, I have, gift, I have a gift. And I must use it. To the glory of God. You've got a gift. Can someone say amen? amen? So everyone has got something. So every designer, every manufacturer has a reason for manufacturing or designing a product. And I believe God does too. So God designed you with a purpose in mind. You are not a mistake that happened. I said God designed you with a purpose in mind. You are not a mistake that happened. Should I say that again? God designed you with a purpose in mind. You are not a mistake that happened. See, that is the reason why we we need to teach this and we need to emphasize on this stuff so that people that, that think, well, my child is a mistake, I need to get rid of him or her. No, that baby is not a mistake. Now, the circumstances that led to the pregnancy may not be good, but that child is a blessing. Okay, let me say that again. The circumstances that led to the pregnancy may not be good, but that baby is a blessing. And in no time should we be uh, in support of abortion. No matter what happened. That child is a blessing. And I want to say to you, you are a blessing. And I don't know what happened before you were conceived, but you came from God. And you have a divine destiny. You have a divine calling. You have a divine gift. You have a divine grace upon your life. You are a blessing. Stop singing that old song. It's over. You are here now. Do something with your life. Oh, Pastor God, you don't understand the circumstances uh, surrounding my birth. I don't want to understand the circumstances surrounding your birth. You are here now and you can be all that God wants you to be. You are a gift to this world. Come on now, say praise God. God. You are a blessing to your generation. You are here now. Rise up and be all that God wants you to be. God does not make mistakes. You are not a mistake. Your parents may have done some wrong stuff, but you are not a mistake. You are a blessing. I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear that this afternoon or this morning. You are a blessing, not a mistake. You don't know how I was born. You don't know I was born in a village. Yes, you're born in a village and so. Today you are in the city. Come on now, say amen. 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 And it is this, this, this problem that a lot of a lot of young people face, a lot of young kids face, because the educational system has bunched up everybody in one class, and now they are expecting everyone to compete with everybody, and then they want to see who the best is. Now, the guy who comes on top and the guy who comes last are two different people. The fact that the guy comes on top in in, in science and this guy comes last in science does not mean this guy is inferior or this guy is useless. You've just not tried him where he is good at. You want him to be the best scientist, but he's not built to be a scientist. He's built to do something totally different. And see, when you take that guy who comes uh, first in science and you you put him in a competition with this guy who comes last in science, in a different competition, he's going to come last. Why? Because they have been built by God differently. That's what the educational system has done. Bunch everybody up in one class and everyone is competing to be the best and the last is inferior and the last gets home and and he looks sad and he looks sorry and he cries to his parents and looks like he can't amount to anything in life. But we need to tell our children, no, you are not built to be a scientist. You are built to be a painter. Come on now, say amen. amen. You're not built to be a scientist. You're built to do something else. And if that's what God has built you to do, that's what the great designer has built you to do, then you need to focus your energy in that area and be the best in that area. Come on now, say praise God. Praise God. Is this helping anybody? Because yeah. yeah. there is this competition that's just taking place, especially as kids. And that's something that I had to deal with when I was growing up. And then I grew up and I realized I shouldn't be struggling like I did with those kids. Cause as a kid, I knew I, I knew I could talk. This mouth runs fast. I know how to talk. I'm built to talk. You can't beat me in a talk. When I want to talk, I talk. I've always been a talker. Get me to debate. I can debate. See. But you stalk me in the class. You want me to dissect the frog? <laughs> I'm not supposed to dissect the frog. I'm supposed to use this mouth. I'm supposed to talk. I, I like to talk. <laughs> and, uh, have you discovered that as kids, 12, I mean 11, 12, 13, we begin to discover our gifts? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Even from six, think, think about how many of us have seen Master Chef? Oh. Kids. Kids are cooking up the most sumptuous meal, right? Six-year-old kids, seven-year-old kids. And then you ask them, where did you learn? Say, no, I learned from my grandma. No, you didn't learn from your grandma. You can't learn how to cook at six. It's a gift. You were born with it. It's something that God has given to you. You might say it runs in the family. Yes, it runs in the family, but that's a gift from God. Now, why try to stick that baby, that six-year-old kid, who knows how to cook, who loves to cook? Cooking is his passion. Why try to make him a pilot? (laughs) Is anybody getting the message today? Because the problem is, a lot of people are in the wrong place. That's the reason why they can't prosper. And when I talk about prosperity, I'm not talking about making a lot of money. I'm talking about succeeding in your area of gift. Because let's let's really face it. There are so many that are satisfied just teaching in school. They cannot be millionaires. But your millions don't impress them. They are excited in teaching. You will ruin their lives the day you stop them from teaching. Their joy comes from teaching. It's a gift. It's a what? A it's a gift. That is the reason why here I, 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 don't, I, I don't look at prosperity from the standpoint of money. It's good to have money. There's nothing wrong. If you are in the right place, God will provide for you. Yeah. Come on now, say amen. 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 But, but it's, it's not just about that. It's not just about having stuff. It's not just about having a fat bank account. It's not just about driving a nice car. It's about being blessed and being a blessing to the people around you with whatever God has gifted you with. Can someone say, praise God? God. Some people want to cook. Be the best cook. Cook well. Bring me some. (laughs) Amen. Some want to teach. Teach. You love to teach. Teach. Teach kids. Raise up the next precedence. Come on now, say amen. amen. Some just like to clean. So, uh, is that a gift? Well, some of you don't like to clean. Some of you, the moment we say, bless you, you, you run out. But what some stay behind, I mean, they are not even told what to do, but they just love to do it. We have, this, we have this brother in the church. He, he comes to the second service, the friend service. Whenever he walks into church, guess what he does? He looks around. And he's picking up everything he sees on the floor. That piece of paper shouldn't be there. Picks it up. Picks it up. A week or two weeks ago, I was, I was telling someone, look at that brother. I see what he does. When he comes to church, he looks around. No, no. That shouldn't be there. Picks it up. It picks it up. There's something about people. There's something about them. Even in the ministry, you line up five pastors, they're not the same. You line up five prophets, they're not the same. All different. And that's why we must all find our place and not try to be the next person. I like the way it is here. We don't copy I'm not Pastor Hamdi. Pastor Hamdi is not Pastor Godwill. Pastor Corey is not Pastor Godwill. I'm not Pastor Corey. We're all different. Tell your neighbor I'm different from you. Different from you. I, don't you. I don't want to be you. I'm, I'm glad I'm, me. I'm glad <laughs> me. And I'm glad you are you. I'm I'm you. Be the best you. Be the best. And I'll be, best I'll be the best me. Can someone shout praise the Lord? See, even in relationships, marriage, we are different. See, God would not bring you and someone that's the same together. Pastor Priscilla is different from me, and uh, and also that's 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 also part of the excitement and the adventure. Because when your spouse is different from you, you learn, and then you have to make the adjustments in your life. Is that correct? You cannot be so opinionated that you cannot change. Right? So she, she challenges me, and I challenge her. She's gifted in some areas where I'm not, and I'm gifted in areas where she's not. And so we don't have to compete. We just have to complete. I'm not good in the kitchen, I don't even like to go to the kitchen, (coughs) don't scold me, I don't like to go to the kitchen, I'm not good in the kitchen, I don't cook, she's offered to teach me, I said, no, I don't want to learn, yes, you hit the nail on the head on that one, I like good food, but my wife cooks, I like her food, To me, I think, honestly, and I I, I don't joke. I told her, there's nothing I eat outside that really sucks. When I come home, I want to eat at home. (laughs) All the single men. (laughs) When you have a wife that cooks well, you want to go home (laughs) and eat. (laughs) But if you have a wife that cannot cook, oh my God. You you have you have to you have to feel in that position. But sorry for you if you can't cook too. Then you guys will have to eat outside. (laughs) See, but that's the excitement. She's tough. She's strong. She's a lion. I'm not like her. <laughs> but I compliment her. Where I need the lion in her, I, I come, honey, help me. This, I want this lion to step in right now and deal with this. And that where she needs the, the, the sanguine, the, the, the buffer. I come in and I, I, I'm the buffer. I say, it, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Take it easy. Everything will be fine. But where you need confrontation, let the lion come. (laughs) Hallelujah. See, we've got to learn these things. We're all different. We're all different. The problem is when everyone wants to be like everyone. We're all designed by God differently. So you've got to find who you are. You've got to find how God has designed you. And you've got to give yourself to that. That is the best you can become. You can't be the best of me. I can be the best you. I can only be the best me. Is it Correct? Praise God. So th- these are very important f- keys. If you really want to prosper, these are very important keys. Be the best you. Did you get anything from that today? Be the best you. Be the best you. If you're not called to fly a plane, don't fly a plane. Some people just want to fly planes. Praise God for them. Some are scared of height. Don't fly. Some want to be on the plane every day. Right? I don't want to be on the plane every day. Praise God. This helping anybody? Yes. So what is it? What is what is it? What is it? For you. Because honestly, you know, we can't be talking about prosperity if people are misplaced. So you can't prosper when you are misplaced. You can only prosper when you are in the right place. And God has the right place for you. Because he designed you like you are. Why do you talk the way you talk? Because God made you like that. Amen. Amen. And I, I I truly believe that you six, seven, eight, you begin to discover yourself. I truly believe it. Now, how much more when you become a Christian and you are filled with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Come on. Come on. When you become a child of God. And then, see, the baptism in the Holy Ghost enhances the ability. The baptism in the Holy Ghost enhances your ability to know who you are in Christ. And the things that God has made you to accomplish. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. So we we, we can discover if we're not saved. But I truly believe that when you are saved, you begin to discover even deeper. And then when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, my God, your ability to hear God's voice, your ability to follow the leading of the Spirit is at a whole new level. That is the reason why salvation is what? Is the gateway. Is the gateway. If you're not born again, you can accomplish a lot of great things. There are unbelievers accomplishing great things on earth today. Is that correct? But when it's all said and done all that they accomplish will be a total waste. Why? Because what they accomplish was not done to the glory of God. Now don't say, oh, but they were not doing something bad. No, they were not doing something bad, but everything we accomplish must be accomplished in Christ. If it is not accomplished in Christ, you remember what Paul said? Paul said, I count all things as dung. As what? Dung. All things that I have accomplished in the past, the ph- Pharisee of Pharisees, right? Schooled, trained by the best, the best uh, uh, teacher of his day, Gamaliel, correct? Was from the tribe of uh, Benjamin, and had the Roman citizenship. All of these things, he said. It's nothing, nothing, waste, dung. So it is only in Christ Jesus that your life has meaning that brings God glory. It's only in Christ Jesus that when you've done all that you do on earth and you close your eyes in death, you appear before him and he says to you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of your Lord. Can someone say amen? Amen and and in closing that's what i want to hear when it's all said and done i want to hear well done thou good and faithful servant enter now into the joy of your lord is that what you want to hear too yes. amen with every head bowed every eyes closed that's what we all want to hear well done thou good and faithful servant enter now into the joy of your lord every head bowed every eyes closed please no one talking no one looking around Today, we want to give you the opportunity to come to know Christ. Like I said, when I began this message months ago, and I kept saying it over and over again almost every week, I just did not say it today, but I've always said to you that it is not about principles. The message that I'm bringing to you, if you would listen to the whole thing, you would discover it's not about principles. It's about coming to the saving knowledge of Christ. Because you are a child of God by virtue of salvation. And this covenant of prosperity began for those who gave their lives to Christ. I'm not up here... Sunday after Sunday to give you a bunch of rules and regulations and principles and 10 keys and 20 keys. No. No. Without Christ the keys would work. But like I said when it's all said and done it's all going to be a total waste of time. The Bible says Christ in me hope of glory. Except the man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. I've got three calls that I want to make today. The first call is for first-time salvation. You've come into this place, or you're watching by way of the internet, and you've never, ever given your life to Jesus. You are not born again. My dear friend, if today was your last, you close your eyes in death, where will you open them? I want you to know that God loves you so much, and that's the reason why He sent His one and only begotten Son, and His name is Jesus. If you've never, ever accepted Him into your life, you can do so today. The second call is for those who gave their lives to Jesus once upon a time. But you walked away from the Lord. You, you are no more where you used to be. Your heart has become cold. Even when you pray, you do you, you, you no more sense or feel the presence of God. You open the Bible and it looks like it's still. You, you don't enjoy it. You, you, your excitement is gone. Well, the Bible talks about the prodigal son who walked away from home. But one day, he said, I'll go back to my father. Maybe that is you today. You've walked away from God. Something happened and you, you were so discouraged and you said, I'll never serve God anymore. You probably didn't say that verbally, but in your heart of hearts, you walked away and you began to mingle with people who led you into a life of sin and the flesh. But today, as you sit here, the Holy Ghost is pounding on your heart and you say, I want to come back. That's the second call that I'm giving here today. The third call is for those whose minds are telling them one thing, but their heart's the opposite. You do not know beyond the shadow of a doubt that if you close your eyes in death today, you will open them before the presence of God. But you want to know, like you know your name, That you are a child of God. If you fit into any of the three categories. First time salvation. Rededication. Assurance of salvation. If that is you. You want to humble yourself before God. And you want to say Lord I'm sorry. Forgive me all my sin. I come back to you. Wash me and cleanse me with your blood. If that is you. I would like to pray with you and pray for you. But I want you to please lift up your right hand to heaven. Lift up your right hand to heaven and wave at me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. Is there anyone like that? To come to Jesus today? Anyone like that? To rededicate your life to Jesus? Is there anyone like that? Just lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. You can all look at me. No hand went up. Amen. (coughs) Praise God. Amen. So that means you're all good. No first time salvation, no rededication, no assurance of salvation. That means you're good. And we give God the praise and glory for that. Were you blessed by that message? Yes. So bottom line is this. You have been created by God. And there is a purpose for your life. Find it. Oh, Pastor God, how can I find it? Pray about it. Lord, you, you designed me for a reason. What's the reason? I want to accomplish the purpose why you place me on earth. And the Lord will begin to speak to you. Praise God. Now, so if you are a born-again Christian, the Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So everyone here can be led by the Holy Spirit. All you've got to do is ask, Lord, what is your purpose for my life? Don't waste your life. Don't get to 60 and 70 and discover, what have I accomplished? For the kingdom of God. Now, not what have I accomplished for myself. What have I accomplished for the kingdom of God? Really, honestly, I keep saying when it's all said and done. When it's all said and done, it is what you've done for the kingdom of God that will count. Not the big house you built. Not the big car you drove. I'm not against those. Drive a nice car, live in a big house, that's fine. Fly a private jet, that's fine. But the question is this. What have you done for the kingdom of God? Because you see, your big house, your big jet, your big car, your nice Armani suits will all be left behind. The day you close these eyes, you're going to leave all these material things on earth. Naked we came. Naked we shall go. You brought nothing into this world. You shall take nothing out of it. So all this race and all this scheming and maneuvering and all this stuff that people do for one more dollar shall all be left behind. What will matter is what you've done for the kingdom of God. How many souls you reached. And, And see, the gift that God... Don't forget what I said earlier. and I told our staff. I've said it over and over. Everything we do in this ministry... It's about people. Your job, your project, your assignment is not better than anybody. So whatever you do, I need you to understand that this is a totally spiritual ministry. It's geared towards reaching people. We are about people. We are about, t- about souls. We are about the nations. Because when this is over... We shall stand before our Lord and Savior, the one who left the glories of heaven and came to earth for one purpose, to save man. That is still the heartbeat of God, people. Amen. I remember telling a couple of our workers, I said to them, when you get to the office on Monday, on what? On Monday, the first thing you do, can you make a list of your priorities? This is number one. The first thing you do is call people. Call people. Do what? I would not listen to you when a few days later I ask you, have you called them? You say, Pastor, I was busy with this. I was busy with that. I would not take that. First thing you do when you get here on Monday, Monday morning, is call people. Not the next day. Not two days later. Not one week later. The very first day of work in the office, you call people. So, I've had to keep asking that question. Did you call them? Yes. Did you call them? No. Oh, you're in trouble right now. You're getting a rebuke. It's about people. Say to me, "It's it's about people. So whatever the Lord will have you do, whether he calls you to play music, whether he calls you to be a painter, whether he calls you into teaching or whatever, it's about people. It's about growing the kingdom of God. It's about populating heaven. And depopulating hell. See, if your life is not about that, I wonder what your life is about. What is your life about? Solomon got to the place where he realized that vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He said, Fear the Lord and keep his commandment, for this is the whole duty of man. <laughs> Paul said, I ran my race, I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. So I pray, I say, Lord, when it's all said and done, I'll be able to say I ran my race. I kept the faith. I finished my assignment. Is that what you want to say? Yes. See, we've got to have eternal perspective. I know I'm teaching prosperity, but what is prosperity without eternity? Huh? That's why I do not zero this message to money and material stuff never, go listen from the beginning it's not just about money and material stuff in actual fact, you would discover that I don't really say much about money and material stuff it's more about what we do for God's kingdom it's more about laying your life down for the one who laid his life down for you and let your life bless others True prosperity is your life is a blessing to other people. God said to Abraham, I'll bless you. I'll make you a conduit of blessing. You will dispense blessings to people. Amen. Amen. So get ready. This week, I'm sure you're going to be a blessing to people. See, everyone that comes around you this week should taste and see that God is good. Every, everyone that comes around you this week should experience the presence of God. Amen. Everyone that comes around you this week should hear something that is scriptural coming out of your mouth. Everyone. Don't get stuck on Instagram and Facebook and, 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 and then look, look at people. No. Let your life be a blessing to people. Let your life shine. And guess what? When you're about your father's business, Don't worry, God's about your own business too.